Hi everyone, today is April 13th, 2019, and this is the Duelist SPR podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger, and um, thank you for waiting for this episode. It, it took a little bit because I had to work today, and admittedly, I am a bit tired right now, and also, um, there isn't a ton of content this week with the Kaiba Cup going on, so this episode will be a bit shorter. Um, apologies if you had to get through a whole hour or anything, but... Uh, that is all I have, but hopefully this week uh, we are going to talk about uh, some interesting things, including Duel Links Meta, Meta Championship Series 17. They're weekly number 67, so there's a bunch of decks, primarily six samurai decks, uh, variations of the same type of deck, but we're going to go over those deck lists. Um, a survey of the week, I had a pretty much a general question that uh, a lot of people talk about when you talk about the life uh life course of the game or you know thinking about how good the game has been so far uh dual links of course we have epic yami's cards so there's only like two or three new cards i'll talk about and of course doug dimaduel is he's entering the six samurai discussion he's bringing a uh, version of the deck that is specifically uh better against Ubel decks so uh, all of that is coming up for you in this show and as for myself, um, this week in the dual world, of course, this is you know about my dueling experience this week, and um, I have hit a new low in the Kaiba Cup, and that means um, usually I am in stage two by the time they let you get in, but this time, due to various factors, I am still DLV19, and the crazy thing is I'm playing Six Sands, which is the, the hotness, the best deck. And um, it's just not working. I guess I can't get the win streak. I do have like a four, four game or f- win streak as of eight eleven p.m. But um, I'm probably not going to get too far if in stage two if I do get there. So um, there's only a day left with dueling, of course, and with the time li- uh, limitations, um, I don't know. Uh, of course, I could just get lucky today, but. I think part of it has to do with my deck itself. Of course, I, I try to play the, the model that everyone's playing and bringing to the Duel Links meta tournaments. But I only have two uh, legendary six samurai Kizen, and every deck, every six samurai deck has three pretty much. So that is one shortfall. But hopefully, I could sneak by. Um, I have played the Psychic Synchro deck as a change of pace at times when I get frustrated and I get on those losing streaks, but. I think the Six Samurai deck is the deck I want to go with. Of course, I could try the um, Doug's deck, which I'll talk about later. Um, he's, he's been having good success with that deck, so uh, maybe I might try that if things get worse. So, in terms of esports, I'll talk about some winning decks right now. Meta Champi- Duelings Meta Championship Series uh, 17 happened last week, so it was last Thursday. I mean, last Saturday. I'm missing up, mixing up days here. And this was the one that kind of shot Six Samurais to Tier 0. Everyone knew uh, coming in that they were going to be good. And of course they were. In the top 32, 20 were Six Samurais. 4 Amazonas, 4 Ancient Gears, 3 Koaki Meiru, 1 Dinosaur. So some of those... Everything else is definitely lower tier in comparison here. Um, so let's go through the decks. First, Yehei. Uh Every Six Samurai deck we're going to talk about is playing the tie that binds as the skill, so 
I'm not going to mention the skills anymore, but this has, uh, when you're talking about these deck lists, the six samurai deck lists, they typically have uh, four core cards and there's three copies of each. And that's Legendary Six Samurai Kizen, uh, Secret Six Samurai Fuma, uh, Continuous Spell Six Samurai United, and Continuous Spell Shen's Dojo. This one has a little bit of the other cards. One Seer Karibo, two Legendary Six Samurai Anishi, one Secret Six Samurai Kizaru, one Legendary Secret of the Six Samurai, one Cunning of the Six Samurai, and two Six Style Dual Wields. And the extra deck... You have two Legendary Six Samurai Shen, one Armadides, one Gigantic Castle, and one Contact Fusion Secret Six Samurai Rehan. And this is the deck that I try to play. I don't think I have Cunning, but um, I do have the same extra deck, same types of cards, the other cards. Um, of course, I don't have the three Kizens, which is huge, of course. And uh, you see the sideboard Cypher Soldier is pretty good against Six Samurais. Fighting against Warriors in general. Also good against Amazonas, I guess. And you see that card being teched in sometimes. And I'm speaking of Cypher Soldier. Second place, C. Peruzu 5, Sealed Tombs, Kwaku Meiru. Uh, and this deck has um, Cypher Soldiers. Three Cypher Soldiers in a Kwaku Meiru deck. And you have, um, you know, otherwise it's the same type of deck. You've got three Diamond Cores, two Iron Cores, two Cosmic Cyclone, three Canadia, and then uh, one Maximus, of course. Which hasn't been a huge problem. I think they tutor it specifically with Diamond Core. So, you know, having one isn't a huge hindrance for them. And they have, of course, the uh, three Iron Rights, one Sandman, one Ice, one Wall. Magical Spring shows up in the sideboard. And um, it might be uh, attack against continuous spells from Six Samurais. Third place, Ghost, Six Samurais. This one is very similar to the first deck um, that Yehei has. This has three dual wields, though. That's a pretty good card, though it's very obvious, I think. Um, this deck does have a Cosmic Cyclone and a Cunning, but most of the time you're playing a face-down card, it's going to be dual-wield. It also runs a Mistbird Colossus, um, Colossalis, in the sideboard for some reason. In the extra deck, I mean. It's level 3. Uh, I think it was summon 0 attack and 2300 defense. Third place, Chilla with 6 Samurais. This is a very different version of the deck. 21 cards. Um, it's different. It has two Kagekis. This is a card that we saw early on in the first builds. One Genba, which is a tuner, level 2 tuner. And three Asceticism of the Six Samurai. Target one sam- Six Samurai. You control Special Summon one Six Samurai from the deck with the same attack but different name. Destroy it during the end phase. There's a few things you could do with that. And, uh... I guess that's for Kageki and Fuma. They have 200 each, so that's four. All right, so those are the decks. Uh, this oh, yeah, this deck also runs X-Saber Wayne in the extra deck. That's a card that I was expected to see a lot of play, I think, but uh, kind of fell off. Uh, maybe when you get six cards in the in the extra deck, it will come back. 
Now, Duel Links Meta Weekly number 67, this happened after the um, MCS. So, six samurais have been established here, and then they continued the dominance here. 18 of the top 32 were six samurais. First place, Biscaya BL, six samurais. This one has two Sphere Karibos, two Cosmic Cyclone, one Treacherous Trap Hole as the non-six samurai cards. Second place, Renato Viana. Six Samurais. Um, same deck as the one above, except it has one Treacherous and one Enemy Controller, so it uses the two semi-limited cards as well. One less Cosmic Cyclone and an Enemy Controller. That's the only thing that's different. They do run Mistworm in the um, extra deck. Um, it kind of does the same thing as Rehan, I guess, but it Hits three cards, of course, and it could be countered. Rihan banishes. Third place, Black Jesus, six samurais. This one's a little different. Uh, it runs offerings to the doomed, so uh, they they figured that they draw so well anyway. So um, no sphere Karibos as well. Only one dual wield. And third place, Junior Endless Trap Hell Amazon. As Amazonas have come back quite a bit. Uh, with six samurais here, uh, all the all the trap cards, of course, uh, you you want to stack up the traps against the uh, synchro summon so you could play a few of them and trick your opponent. Uh, this otherwise is very unremarkable. It's the same annoying deck we've seen a lot: two lava golems, three DD assailant, two princess, one queen, three swordswoman, two trap floodgates, two Canadia, one willpower, three wall of D, and one. Onslaught. Uh, and of course, you could tech in Cypher Soldiers. I'm going to look at the top 8 deck here just because I like it. Synchro is a synchro deck. Level duplication, of course. This is, I mean, this is a skill that we haven't seen before. It's reveal one monster in your hand, select one monster on the side of the field, and they basically become uh, the number of stars. So this deck runs. Uh, this is Wayne Kenoff, by the way, top 8. Uh, three quick draw sync runs. That's a new UR from the box. Two Cypher Soldiers, three Psychic Wheel Dealers, three Sangan, two Sphere Karibo, two Quillbolt Hedgehog, which works well with the Quick Draw, of course, and three Psychic Trackers and two Econs. Uh, in, this, in the extra deck, two Junk Destroyers, one Nitro Warrior, two Stardust Charge Warriors. Yeah, uh, uh, I was the guy who played the uh, Psychic Synchro deck, and Junk Destroyer are just, just one of the best cards uh, to, to choose for. If the stars line up right for eight stars, which they do here, so and this is a very well-tuned deck. Sangan and Cipher Soldiers and the Psychic guys are all three-star monsters. There's plenty of options um, to get that Junk Warrior out. Following along with all the esports talk, Billings um, Meta updated their tier list to take account after the MCS, of course, and Six Samurais. Are the tier zero deck? We have not seen tier zero in quite a bit here. Uh, there was a fight, you know, in tier one for a little bit. Uh, then there were nerfs, and now six samurais came and took over. Um, I don't know if there was a tier zero since Cyber Angels. I feel like there was another one in between, but uh, notably, Kwaki Meiru was never a tier zero deck. So, um, if you're expecting something broken here, it is. Uh, no tier 1 decks when there's a tier 0, typically. Tier 2, you have Amazon's Ancient Gears, Kawaki, Meiru, 
Um, they were the next most brought decks, and there, there weren't too many of them, but uh, there were some of these. But you do see these decks a lot on the ladder as well. And in the KC Cup grinding, when you're grinding to level 20. Dinosaurs fell off to tier 3. So, um... It basically fell a bit. Um, you have to turn the on toggle, of course, and you try to do as much as you can. Um, and then desk bots and masked heroes were removed from the tier list. You do see a lot less masked heroes now. They're, they get countered pretty hard by six samurais. Desk bots I never really saw play. In terms of PVE, the only PVE change or event that they had this week that provided new cards was Epic Yami. Uh, Epic Yami was a big deal for another reason that I'll talk about afterwards, but um, there were some of the same cards from his old pool, which include Crusader of Endymion, Charging Gaia the Fierce Knight, Dark Magic Expanded. So those are the old cards, and they added three new cards. So we're going to talk about the three new cards. Well, there's an end too, but I guess I'm not... That card's not too consequential. The R isn't either, but... I'm going to talk about these. Um, UR is Archfiend Commander. It's a level 6 Fiend. 2500 attack, 1200 defense. If that's notable, it's the same stats as Summon Skull. If you control an Archfiend card, you can special summon this card from your hand, but it cannot attack this turn. You can only special summon Archfiend Commander once per turn this way. When special summoned this way, target one Archfiend card you control, destroy that target. When this card is tribute summoned, you can target one level 6 Archfiend monster in your graveyard, special summon that card in face of defense. So, uh, this card you can use two ways. You can special summon it or normal or tribute summon it. I think the tribute summon is better. You get the value back of that tribute, uh, typically a weaker monster, for a level 6 Archfiend. And of course, when you say a level 6 Archfiend, the options are limited in dueling. So there's a few cards. You can include this one itself, Skull Archfiend of Lightning, which is a summoned skull. You roll a dice and you can negate a, a countered effect. And of course, Archfiend Giant, which is a card you can buy from the trader, and that's probably the best card to match up here and to bring back. The problem, of course, is all of those cards have low defense. The, the A few of them are like Summoned Skull. They have 1,200. Archfiend Giant has 1,600. Overall, this package isn't too good. It seems like a fun card. Archfiends aren't competitive, but uh, if you feel like using you know, your Skull Archfiend of Lightning, this is a card that goes with it. Now, this card's pretty cool. The Legendary Exodia Incarnate. Level 10 Spellcaster. Zero attack and defense. Cannot be normal summoned or set. Must be special summoned from your hand by tributing one forbidden one monster. And cannot be special summoned by other ways. This card gains 1,000 attack for each forbidden one monster in your graveyard. Unaffected by other cards' effects. Once per turn, during your end phase, add one forbidden one monster from your graveyard to your hand. When this card is destroyed by battle and sent to the graveyard, you can reveal any number of forbidden one monsters in your hand if you do draw one card for each. So this is Exodia, of course. It is seems like a pretty good support card for that deck. You're going to be playing Grandpa's cards, of course, so you're playing a 25-card deck. They always like to draw. Um, the thing is you're playing around manipulation. You're trying to get tribute your pieces uh, for this guy, and then you get them back from the graveyard, and then you draw a bunch of cards. So 
you could cheat out the Forbidden One piece with a card like Unexpected Die. That's a UR that lets you special summon a level 4 or lower normal monster from your deck. So then you you get any piece you want, except for the head. The head's an effect monster, so the the two feet and hands. And then you special summon this, so that card's in your graveyard. You're going to get it back. So this card's going to have zero attack and defense to start off. Uh, but typically, you do want this card to be destroyed by battle. Um... You know, it, it's immune to effects, so it's going to stay on the board otherwise, unless they do some kind of econ take and tribute to get rid of this guy. This card's not going to be for its attack and defense, frankly. I mean, you're not going to want those cards in the graveyard. You're going to want to get them back. And of course, you do want them in your hand. You need some balance. You need, you want to have those cards in your hand, reveal them, draw your cards, and get Exodia. So, I, I'm very interested to see where this card goes. Uh, it's going to make for some great meme moments, of course. I don't think this is... This is enough to make Exodia competitive, of course, but it is a very interesting card. And finally, Aqua Midor is just a level 4 spellcaster with 1,200 attack and 2,000 defense. Uh, we are seeing plenty of these cards, cards with more than 2,000 defense. This is a spellcaster sort of synergy with spellbooks. 2,000 isn't too hard to get over nowadays, but it does repel most of the 6 stamps. Well, they use um, tie that bind, so I guess that doesn't really work, but... Uh, just pointing it out. It's a normal monster too, so there's some synergy there. So the best thing... Uh, oh yeah, by the way, I did not farm this guy at all. I actually just auto-dueled him with, with bones. And I was using my boosters, and I eventually got all the new cards. So uh, less mental strain from farming there. And um, the best thing about Epic Yami is the new area of appearance function. So... This uh, this lets you teleport directly to Epic Yami. So you could be any world you want. You could be in GX. You could be in 5Ds. doesn't matter. It teleports you right to him. And you don't have to scroll across the four screens, the panels. So it saves a lot of time. And this has been one of the best quality of life changes in Duel Links. Speaking of quality of life changes, those are the kind of things that you know game companies do... Uh, Sometimes, sometimes they they plan ahead. They know what they need to do. But sometimes the community, you know, wants things, and the give and take between community and developer is something we've seen. You know, some companies handle it well. So it, most more companies don't handle it well. So it has been, you know, playing to the customers' needs. Always, it, it's it's a staple in anything in the world. Any, you know, business transaction. Or any transaction for that matter would uh, go off that end. That's not lost in gaming either. And, um, you know, Duel Links has had a few of these moments, actually, these pivotal moments where there was you know, outrage or whatever. And, um, you know, Konami has a reputation and uh, they have a history. And Duel Links, oh, you can't really say, you know, you, your Duel Links is. You know, not about that history, but um, it is, you know, interesting to see if Duel Links is very different from other games in Konami. So uh, that's what that's what this question is about. So this is the, the question I asked everyone this week, how would you rate how Konami has handled Duel Links two plus years into the game? I also asked optional, um, you know, give it a rating out of 10. Uh, some folks gave me a rating. Um... I gave four choices though. It exceeds, has exceeded expectations. It is good but could do more. 
subpar, getting by, or poor, the game will die soon. So there's four choices. 24% of respondents said a Duelings has exceeded expectations. 45% says the game is good, but more could be done to improve it. 21% says the game is subpar and getting by, and 10% say the game is poor and will die soon. And in terms of the user comments, these are all very good comments, by the way, so I'll talk about all of them. The Witchy Unicorn says, I would say 7 out of 10. This is, this is one of my favorite games, and I play it every day, but the drastic decrease in gems is a huge slap in the face, also increasing the number of mini box packs and removing the option to pay with gems on some structure decks show that money comes first and the player, um, I think I missed an emoji or so, but uh, player last or second, I forget what she said. But um, yeah, I, I think I'm in line with her in terms of the rating too. I actually would put Duel Links like a 7 out of 10 type situation. And same same thing, I, I do play it every day. I've logged in over 800 days, I think. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. But um, the, the decrease in gems, I think... Yeah, they, they've done that in certain events. I figure out which ones uh, that caused the I Want My Gems. They've been a little bit better about it now, but as shown with my struggles with uh, building six samurais, of course, I I still have two copies of Kizen, and I haven't even started my third buy-through of that box yet. So um, that is a, as a point where I would have to spend real money to actually get that third Kizen, and if they nerf six samurais, you know, what am I going to do? Um, increasing the number of mini box packs. I, I, yeah, this was a main box, so it doesn't really affect me here. But of course, um, adding those two extra buy-throughs is like a thousand gems there. So, um, removing the option to pay with gems, she means uh, there was that first Silent Magician box where they didn't let you do that, and now they only let you pay with gems once on every box. And um, yeah, showing the money comes first. And of course, that's what I meant with the reputation that Konami had. So. I agree with all her points, pretty much. Yu-Gi-Oh! Deck Talk, Doug Dimadul, says, I'd give, I'd go with 8 out of 10. It's been, it is one of the best games to play for a few minutes or a few hours. The game does ignore blatant shortfalls like its PvP system and streak requirements while not taking advantage of opportunities to add features that players want to see. So, yep. Um, I don't know if I could play Duel Links for a few hours. I could play it in a few hours in a day, but... Uh, I definitely do get frustrated enough that I can't stick to it. So I do I do fall into the few minutes or 30 minutes, I'd say. Uh, ignores blatant shortfalls like PvP and streak requirements. Yep, I'm stuck. Uh, I think my overall wins would be good enough to get me into the um, second stage of the Kaiba Cup. Uh, they don't measure raw percentages. You have to get on a streak. That's the way of King of Games, of course. So um, And also this Kaiba Cup, you have to get on a bigger winning streak, so... Not the best system. And also features that players want to see. They do ask for feedback a lot. And that is one of the things I think Duel Links has done better. It has helped Konami's image a bit. They do listen a lot. They they ask for the surveys and you see some of the things in action. Uh, of course, we don't know the full extent of how much they listen. It seems pretty good, though, I think. Um, compared to other games, of course. Magic Bearding says, I think if they just did a convert system to get gems from cards you don't use or have extras or allow us to buy single cards from packs for a certain amount of gems, I think it would be a lot better. So when Deck Tech was on the show, he always compared it to Hearthstone, uh, and any digital card game actually does that. So 
The convert system is something that um, uh, Konami has never done. Do- Yu-Gi-Oh games have never had it. And, um, you know, I guess... I guess um, opening packs by RNG has always been their thing, but, you know, those were kind of older games. They have Duelings as their newer game. They could try it. Of course, um, you know, the trader cards aren't enough, of course. They could make the card really expensive. I don't know how how likely people would uh, splurge their gems. Let's say you spend like 2,000, 3,000 gems for one UR. I don't know if that's worth it. It could be. I mean, you just go fishing for cards sometimes. You don't, you, you, you spend more than that and you don't get the UR you want. So it could be worth it. I think, I don't think, I don't really mind that system. You could save up your gems and spend it on a UR. And of course, I, I was always a fan of the dream tickets, but they've only upped that to two a year instead of one a year. So that doesn't really help. So, um, yeah. And finally, Dylan Sousey one says, how could you give this game Konami a good review? They purposely released broken as fuck decks before Kaiba Cups to make money. So, of course, this isn't um, this isn't lost on anyone. I guess if you like the game a lot, you kind of forget it. But this isn't lost on me. Of course, I'm I'm kind of struggling with this janky six samurai deck that I'm playing, um, and it depends. It's, it's I guess it depends. How much value you get out of these decks? Six Samurais is definitely very good. This box is very good. But if they nerf it to the ground right away, was there any value in our transaction? You have to think about these things. These are digital cards. These aren't thing, paper cards that we could just look on forever. If, if Duel Links goes away, we're going to lose these cards. So you have to think about these things um, for sure, I think. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. I've I've actually talked about Six Samurais a lot, and that's going to transition. I talked about Six Samurais a lot for the last two episodes, actually. But uh, that's going to transition us into uh, Doug Dimmendul's Deck of the Week. You know, Doug calls this section the Casual Deck of the Week, but this week we are going into uh, Tier Zero territory. He has a Six Samurai deck that he has been playing for the Kaiba Cup in pvp and um yeah this could actually this is actually a twist on the regular deck that i've been playing some people could have been playing this deck i'm not sure but this is a twist on it and he mentions that it's better to deal with the ubells you see in the letter of course you definitely see a lot of those um in the not the most competitive ranks but you do see him in the kyber cup and the ranks going to the kyber cup and of course you'll see him on the ladder so here is doug dimidul with his deck of the week there. This is Doug Dimidul with Doug's Casual Deck of the Week. This week, I'm going to be looking at something very similar to what you're probably seeing a lot of in the KC Cup, but I've kind of put my own little spin on it, and it's been doing pretty successful in Stage 2 of the KC Cup, and that is a Six Samurai deck using the skill Beatdown. Now, if you don't know Beatdown, 
any monster that you have on the field that's a level 5 or higher, all those level 5 or higher monsters gain 300 attack for each other level 5 or higher monster that's also on the field. So it's a pretty solid thing. It helps you basically win in those mirror matches as long as you're going second. Uh, pretty solid deck overall. But there's a few little tweaks that I've made to my deck to kind of counteract uh, some of those threats like Ubel and anything like that. So just wanted to go through the current structure of the deck. We're going to start with the traps and spells first because all I do is run three copies of six style dual wield it's basically your treacherous trap hole for six samurai decks really overpowered card really really good if the only monster you control is one six samurai monster in face up attack position target two cards your opponent controls return those targets to the hand so this one's really good I run three copies of it. Definitely a must-have. Then I run three copies of Xi'an's Dojo. This is that continuous spell trap card where each time a six samurai monster is normal or special summon, place one Bushido counter on this card. You could send this card to the graveyard and special summon one six samurai or Xi'an effect monster from your main deck whose level is less than or equal to the number of Bushido counters on this card. So basically what you're really going to be using this card for is to... Uh, uh, Special Summon Your Secret Six Samurai Fuma. Uh, definitely something that you're trying to do. Uh, in a rare occurrence, you may need to go after your Secret Six Samurai Genba, which is the level 2 tuner. Uh, but let's, let's, go get in, let's get into the monsters. The first monster, of course, is that Secret Six Samurai Fuma. Level 1 Warrior Tuner, 200 Attack, 1800 Defense. If this card is destroyed by battle or card effect, you can Special Summon one Six Samurai Monster from your deck, except Secret Six Samurai Fuma. If exactly one six samurai monster you control and no other cards would be destroyed by card effect, you can banish this card from the graveyard instead. So it adds an extra layer of protection for when you go into some of your synchro plays, which you're ultimately going to be going into your legendary six samurai Xi'an uh, as your synchro play. Uh, then... To pair with that, you have your Legendary Secret of the Six Samurai, level 4 Warrior, 500 attack, 2000 defense. When you normal or special summon a secret Six Samurai monster except during the damage step, you can special summon this card from your hand. You can only use this effect of Legendary Secret of the Six Samurai once per turn. Once per turn, you can banish one level 4 lower Six Samurai monster from your graveyard until the end of this turn. This card's attribute, level, and attack and defense become the same as that banished monsters. So basically, your starting play that you really want to have is you... You first normal summon your secret six samurai Fuma, activating the effect of legendary secret of the six samurai so that you have a level one tuner and a level four monster on the field to go into your level five synchro play for that legendary six samurai Xi'an, which I'm sure you've seen plenty of on the ladder. It's the uh, level five 2500 attack uh, synchro monster that negates a spell or a trap card. So really, really good. And that's ultimately the play that you're trying to make. As for other tuners, I have one copy of Secret Six Samurai Genba. It's level two warrior tuner. When this card is normal summoned, you could target one of your banished six samurai monsters and add it to your hand. If exactly one six samurai monster you control and no other cards would be destroyed by card effect, you can banish this card from your graveyard instead. But I like this card because it has 2100 defense and 500 attack, and because I run a few level three monsters, this gets me to that Xi'an play pretty quickly. And as for my level 3s, I run two copies of Hand of the Six Samurai. It's a level 3 warrior. If you control another face-up Six Samurai monster, you contribute one Six Samurai monster to target one monster on the field and destroy that target. And this is a 1600 attack, 1000 defense card. It's been around for a while, so you're probably familiar with it. 
Then I run one copy of Legendary Six Samurai Kageki, level 3 warrior, 200 attack, 2000 defense. When this card is normal summoned, you can special summon one level 4 or lower Six Samurai monster from your hand. While you control a face-up Six Samurai monster with a different name, this card gains 1500 attack. So you're talking about a 1700 attack monster if you're able to then utilize its effect to get another monster on the field. Now, the last two cards in here, one is a UR that's from the newest box. Very hard to get three copies of. I recommend running three copies if you have it. But it's Legendary Six Samurai Kizan, level 4 warrior, 1800 attack, 500 defense. If you control a face-up Six Samurai monster with a different name, you could special summon this card from your hand. While you control two or more uh, other face-up Six Samurai monsters, this card gains 300 attack and defense. So again, for an 1800 attack monster, really good. And then what I try to do is... I add two copies of Great Shogun Xi'an, level 7 warrior, 2500 attack, 2400 defense. If you control two or more face-up six samurai monsters, you can special, special summon this card from your hand. Your opponent can only activate one spell or trap card each turn. If this card would be destroyed, you could destroy a face-up six samurai monster you control instead. So the reason why I run this level 7 and I, the reason why I run two copies of it is A, because it's pretty easy to start swarming the board with at least two six samurai monsters. So if you have Great Shogun Xi'an in your hand, you're able to fill your board completely. And then number two, using Great Shogun Xi'an and Secret Six Samurai Fuma, which is a level one tuner, you're able to go into a synchro play for level eight synchro, meaning Stardust Dragon in this case. And the reason why I run one copy of Stardust Dragon in here is solely for the matchup with you, Bell. Because if you remember Stardust Dragon, if any target, if any card on your field is being destroyed or targeted to be destroyed, you just activate Stardust Dragon's effect and it banishes itself to negate and send that card to the graveyard that was trying to destroy something. So when you bell, automatically activates its effect at the end of the turn. You activate Stardust Dragon's effect, and you end up basically just going through the process and uh, getting those... Um, uh, those U-Bell monsters negated and banished. Or, not banished, but they get sent to your graveyard. Uh, anyway, the other two... I just run two copies in the extra deck of Legendary Six Samurai Xi'an. The level 5 warrior requires one warrior type tuner and one or more non-tuner Six Samurai monsters. 2,500 attack, 1,400 defense. Everybody's trying to use this card right now. It is so good. Uh, so, once per turn during either player's turn when your opponent activates a spell or trap card, you can negate the activation, and if you do, destroy it. If this card would be destroyed, you can destroy another face-up six samurai monster you control instead. So, the reason why I only run two copies is because I run one copy of Armades, Keeper of Boundaries. Level 5, Synchro, one tuner, one or more non-tuner, 2300 attack, 1500 defense. You know this by now, if this card attacks or is attacked, your opponent cannot activate cards or effects until the end of the day. Damage step. So the reason why I like to run this card is because sometimes your opponent may run that, uh, I forgot the name of him, but that, uh, that Cyber Soldier, the one that um, uh, really boosts its attack and defense anytime it goes into battle with a warrior-type monster. And seeing as all the six samurai cards, including the extra deck monsters, are warrior-type, that's no good. But because Armades is a, is a fiend, that effect doesn't apply, and there's a lot of stuff that activates during the damage step, uh, or a lot of spells or traps that only activate during the, the damage step and the battle step. So this, this kind of keeps things under wraps. It's a good diversification. And then I add one copy of HTS Sihemoth, level 6 Psychic, one tuner, one or more non-tuner, 2400 attack, 1800 defense. After damage calculation, when this card battles an opponent's monster, you can banish that monster, and then also 
banish this card. So overall, just a good level 6 addition, because there is a chance where you're going to get that level 2 tuner uh, along with one of your level 4 monsters. That way you at least have a level 6 option. There's a few times that that level 6 synchro monster did save my behind, and you can put in any level 6 that fits your strategy the most, but like I said, you allow yourself that flexibility to have a level 6 synchro in your deck, and I just think overall it adds a good, uh, it it just adds some good stuff, because it all ties in with the beatdown skill, so you can't go wrong with that. Uh, But anyway, that's pretty much it for my take on the uh, 6 Samurai deck. I know that there's a lot of other ways that you could build this, but I've had a lot of success within uh, Phase 2, or uh, the Stage 2 of the KC Cup, and it's gone very, very well so far, aside from a few tilty matchups, um, having those those plays to start getting into Stardust Dragon really saves my butt because I played quite a few of those Ubel decks uh, in Stage 1 as well as Stage 2. So uh, you never know what you're going to need. Try and build that utility, uh, utility box in your extra deck because you never know when you're going to need it. But anyway, that's it for my deck. Um, I'll see you all next week. Thanks, Doug. And you can check out Doug's tweet, Yu-Gi-Oh! Deck Talk on Twitter, and you can tune on to him on this podcast every week. Upcoming news, Return of Jack Atlas with a new skill in mid-April, so that should happen right after the Kaiba Cup. They might give us a few days, I don't know, but it's coming. The Tour Guide Mission Bingo as well. Special Duels, First Player Draws, so that's kind of like a mid that's kind of an alternative PvP that seems pretty fun. It was pretty fun the first time I played it. I got King of Games with that one. Uh, I remember it was a lot less stringent King of Games streak requirements, of course. But we're going to see how much of an effect going first... Uh, I mean, get, getting an extra card advantage uh, going first is, because going first is usually the way to lose sometimes in duelings. Because uh, you don't get initiative, of course. Late April, Duelist Chronicles GX Season 2... So we'll likely get some new cards from that as well. And also learn about GX. I personally don't know the full story of GX. Dual Quest is coming back late April. It's a new thing. I mean, that's a wait. That's like a dual-a-thon type thing. Uh, planned updates. Inventory capacity up increase in late April. Extra deck plus one. Auto deck update. I'm very looking forward to extra deck plus one. Now, now uh, shake up some of the sacred decks I play. Uh, and I like playing Sacred Decks. So, that is all I have for this week. Um, thank you for bearing with me. I might just been rambling to get through, but um, that is the situation here right now. Uh, hopefully I'll get to uh, Stage 2 of uh, the Kaiba Cup. And good luck to everyone playing in the Kaiba Cup. I know uh, this is not one of the easier metas to get through. It's not one of the most fun metas either, Uh my opinion but um, i'm excited to see what's to come so thanks for listening search this podcast anywhere search the dual assessment uh, subscribe download whatever check out the podcast and more of the website the dual assessment.wordpress.com you can send me an email the dual assessment at gmail.com or better yet twitter i'm on twitter dual underscore assessment me at green ranger ccg okay so that is it for this week thank you very much see you guys later